You're listening to a virtual episode of Experience Day F, a podcast for students, by students, with your hosts, Anne, Akshaya, and Francis. Hi everyone, welcome to our second episode of season two of Experience Day F, Surviving College Life. Today we're going to be talking about some great study tips and study habits that you should practice throughout this semester and all of your future academic um, endeavors. For each of us, I think we've all had like different um, campus experiences. Like I've been on campus for both semesters. and then Akshay is at home right now. And Anne was studying abroad for a semester and then came to campus. So I think we all have like different study tips and like different backgrounds that we can give these study tips from. Um, but for me, I've kind of like been able to get out of my dorm and like um, go to other spots on campus. Whereas like, I know for some people on campus, like they have to stay in their dorms. Um, But if you are able to get out of your dorm, I would highly recommend that just because sometimes it's hard to separate like your life and then studying. And I think being able to differentiate between those two spaces can be really helpful. And that way, when you go to a certain space, you kind of associate it with productivity. Whereas if you're in your dorm, it might be easier to get distracted or um, to not be in in as a productive mindset. Um, another tip that I think Anne and I use a lot are Pomodoro timers. True. Um, yeah, I, so I paid for the, what's it called, Forest app, and basically that, like, you just set a timer, and then if you're able to complete that time without going on your phone or, um, leaving the app for too long, then you're able to, like, plant a tree, like a digital tree but I know Anne uses something different right yeah so I think so my task manager app I use tick tick and within that there's like what habit tracker and there's also like a whole pomo thing or I just pomo pomodoro what's the difference um and so for that one the incentive is like you get points essentially for every pomo you complete every task you complete your habitual you know habit tracking and then you get levels and then you get some prizes like different wallpapers or whatever. I think right now I'm at level nine, which is pretty cool. I don't know what the max is, but I'm, I'm pretty proud of that achievement. Yeah, and I think going back to Francis's earlier point about um, trying to separate the space that you work and the space that you sleep and associate productivity to, these apps are a great way to ensure that you're staying productive, but especially at home too, if you don't really have the option to move out of the shared area, it's really important to separate the place you sleep and the place that you work. So associate a certain area with productivity, try and move to maybe another room in the house, another section of your room, and absolutely do not study or do things in bed. I maintain that. Do not do things in bed. It is a bad, bad cycle that you will fall into. Don't take classes from your bed. Try and get yourself up. Maybe 
uh, get dressed in the morning and make sure that you're not taking classes in your pajamas or things. You just want to associate productivity with your classes and with this space, especially since at home, it's really easy to fall into that cycle of nobody's going to see me. I'm at home. What's the point? So that motivation is super, super important. And even aside from that, when I do work, like sitting on my bed or near my bed, like sometimes I'll just start to fall asleep, which is not good. So definitely separating those two spaces is something that we all can't recommend enough. I mean, I think with like, with that's not actually a bad thing though, because the place that you sleep should be associated with sleeping. So it could actually impact your sleep schedule if you're used to being on your bed and not sleeping. So good habits, man, cultivate those good habits. But I feel like I should also say, oh my God, there's something stuck in my throat. Oh my God. Okay. Anyways, I think something that I should say is whenever I have to write papers, I usually write them lying stomach down. I think that's just a thing that I picked up throughout high school. And even though I, I think I should just stress this, even if you have the habit of working on your bed or you find it really difficult to work without your bed for certain tasks, I would still encourage you to try to break that habit. Like I'm still trying to break that habit. And obviously working on my bed makes me get stuff done faster because I'm so used to writing essays in my bed, but slow changes, slow changes, slow changes, slow changes. And then in terms of like studying with friends, actually, I feel like there are also like two sides, like similar to the like studying in your bed versus studying at a desk or somewhere else. Like sometimes it can be good to study with friends because they'll like keep you accountable and like it can make the work less boring. But then on the other side, there's like the whole, like, if you guys do get distracted, then that can take away from your work. And like, maybe you end up doing less work than you had hoped to do. Um, But I think once you find like a group of people that you can kind of be serious with when you actually need to do work, um, that's like really important. And just making sure that you both like keep each other in check. You can take breaks, of course, but like... (laughs) not getting overly distracted and then like completely derailed from your work (laughs) but do you guys oh no 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 you're good I was just saying we we like to do the thing where on zoom we just sort of keep a zoom in the background as you're studying helps keep you like like you said it helps keep you accountable and then also you're not really distracted even maybe your camera's off or you're not on the zoom screen so sometimes you easily forget that you're with other people until you're like, oh, wait, I don't understand this concept. Let me ask someone super, super quickly. And you can sort of explain it out and think about it together. And it's nice to just be able to quickly connect with someone online. And that study session definitely brings that accountability while making sure that you all stay focused and stay on task because it's it's easy to get derailed, I think, on Zoom too. But you just got to make sure you're doing your best to separate both aspects of it. Yeah, not to mention, that's a great way to keep, you know, in contact with some friends that you can't see, whether or not you guys are on um, different college campuses or just, you know, things that happen with quarantine, you can't see them in real life. So it's nice to get the chance to enjoy your breaks together while also working and being productive together at the same time. Yeah, seconded, absolutely. (laughs) And you can also use other apps like what Google Meet, Zoom, like you mentioned, Discord, you can probably even do Instagram call, Messenger call. Honestly, any of them work. Just make sure that there's probably like a mute option because usually sounds can be distracting. Yeah. 
Zoom is honestly to me the best, I think, though. <laughs> no promo there, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should mention nothing is sponsored. I like TikTok a lot, but not getting any money. But if they want to sponsor us. True. Please. <laughs> no, um, speaking of sounds, that's a great transition into music. So, okay. Maybe this is, I don't know. Maybe this is just me. I listen to like all types of music and I kind of have to listen to music when I'm studying usually, unless I'm like super distracted and the music isn't helping. But like normally when I'm just like, I don't know, typing something out or um, working on an essay or something like that, I like to listen to pop music because I feel like that doesn't bother me as much. And then other times when I like really need to focus, um I listen to like soundtrack music so like stuff from movies and um like tv shows and stuff that's mostly instrumental just so like I can kind of focus but still listen to music and have that like drive like my typing speed and like I don't know it just keeps me motivated honestly I know some people can't study with music and like I in the long run, that's probably better for everyone, but I just love listening to music when I study. Honestly, for me, I really like listening to new music when I study, because if I listen to music that I vibe to or that I know, I think that ends up being a bit distracting because I'm trying to like vibe with the music and then I get myself distracted. So I think what I do is I'll listen to a new soundtrack or I'll listen to a new album, something I haven't heard before because it's a nice time for me to just think, oh, this is some nice music. Maybe I should add this to my playlist later. But I don't know the music enough to, to want to like sing along while I'm studying as an example. I kind of get that. Like, so I'm, I'm kind of in a similar boat with you guys where I listen to sort of instrumental music when I have to, I wouldn't say like really like hunker down focus. I think for me, it's mainly separated between reading and writing music. When I read, I have to be able to register the words that I'm reading. So I usually listen to instrumental stuff. Usually those like, those what, lo-fi live streams on YouTube. Um, but when I'm writing, I like a really heavy beat with just a lot of noise like just straight hyper pop and then I play that so that I have a beat to type to and usually with that kind of music I'm not really registering the words as much unless I really pay attention I just yeah I just need that like the the beat to like keep me keep me typing at a certain pace hmm it's interesting yeah I think that's totally that's totally a vibe if that works I feel like for me I would get very very distracted if I had very heavy music too so I sometimes when I'm reading it, like I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. You're doing reading and writing. I am science, <laughs> textbooks, problem solving, that sort of thing. So I think it depends on what type of problems I'm doing and what type of homework I'm doing to see if, if, I, if the music is vibing with me there. Yeah, and that all comes down to like preference and personal like preferences. So you can like try and listen to hardcore music and like if that's not working out then like maybe shift to like instrumental and then just balance out everything if and then like see what works best for you um in terms of actual study habits I think we all take like pretty good notes right like all of us have developed a certain like technique over the years and um I feel like we're pretty skilled at that at least that was what one major thing I got through through high school was like 
getting good at like consistently taking notes and then having those notes be like comprehensible after like the lectures and like class whatever classes I was taking um I won't delve into like super specifics about how we take notes but like I think if you try and set up a structure that works for you of like bullet points or like I don't know quotations whatever you want to use that just like works for you um I think that's great and then also recently I've been kind of looking into like digital note taking um I've tried to like type things up and sometimes that's that's great and like works for like brainstorming and stuff but then like when it comes down to like information that I have to get from like a textbook or from a lecture I tend to like the motion of just writing it down either digitally or physically I feel like for me that just like helps me process the information better um and yeah what about you guys for me I usually vary between handwriting and digital but towards the beginning of the semester I was more so trying to use handwriting because I have a notebook that I want to use up but um, I think it's 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 different for each class because for some classes it's a lot more conceptual. So what I need to underline certain words, draw lines to those, circle different things, make things weird looking on my paper, because they all follow some sort of natural order that I have to like point arrows at. But other ones are a little more intuitive that I can just you know go on Google Docs. Here's the subtitle. Here are some bullets. Here are some sub bullets, etc. But I think the two most important things about note-taking for me personally, um, one, don't overdo it with the colors, I think. Uh, I really like stationery. I think a lot of people really like stationery. But, you know, it's it's been a process to learn that I don't need 17 different highlighter colors to cover like 15 minutes of a lecture. So I usually just write all in one color. Maybe, like, I usually write in what, blue or black. Usually have one highlighter. It's probably yellow, maybe a fun color sometimes, and then a really like wacky color, I don't know, green or something for any extra notes that I need to make. But um, also, uh, second thing, don't take notes on things that won't be essential. Like I think for a lot of things, you probably for maybe every, what, one or two minutes of a lecture, almost certainly you usually only have to record at most four to five lines of notes, that's at most. Sometimes you don't even need anything for that whole one or two minutes. So, you know, write down whatever you want, but when you come back at it after the lecture, after the class, just make it a little more concise, make it a little more uh, readable. I can't stress that enough just because I know some people that like certainly overtake on notes. Like they will literally copy down the entire presentation word for word. And I don't think that's super effective in terms of like helping solidify information. I mean, there's definitely merit in like writing everything down and like making sure you get all points that are like necessary. But then again, I don't, if you, there are things you know when you're writing them down, like I don't really see much of an importance in doing that, especially if you're like well-versed with the area and being able to like copy down notes, but maybe interpreting them in like different words or like writing them down in a way that helps you understand them is probably even better when it comes to note taking because then you'll have that memory of like writing it down in a certain way um that just like helps you solidify the information better than copying it down from the source i'm very much on the opposite spectrum with you guys i feel like i 
take minimal to no notes handwritten. Pretty much everything I take is typed up, excluding like my organic chemistry class because that requires drawing. So I have to draw out a lot. So for that, I definitely do handwritten notes. I think in the age of the pandemic where a lot of my exams are open note, it does help to have a little bit more of the details and it does help to have typed notes because it helps with open notes, control F, you can search up that information. You got a lot of the specifics that are really, really important for answering open-ended questions. And sometimes if it's open note, the more information, the better, even if it may not necessarily contribute to a concept. In a normal sort of time frame, whenever we head back, I think, it's very, I would very much agree with what Anne and Francis were saying about this conceptual side of it. And one thing that I like to think about that helps me, you should take notes as if you are preparing to teach a class on that material. You're able to connect concepts really, really well. And this is actually a psychological phenomenon. And it's really, really good for study habits is take notes as if you are getting ready to teach someone the material because that helps you think about oh what are the big concepts is this really important is this going to contribute to this do these ideas connect together all of those really really help you cement your own understanding and I often find when I'm trying to teach someone a concept I learn it better myself and I figure out what I don't know so much myself so I think it's really important to have that right mindset and personally I think highlighting may not be the best unless you are connecting with concepts. Just sitting there and highlighting a textbook may not be best for you, but knowing when to highlight, what to highlight. And we had a thing back in middle school where we'd highlight everything. So definitely not something you want to be doing there. And not to expose ourselves or anything, but in making this podcast and giving advice, hopefully we can also stick to these tips a little better because I know for me, uh, half the time I don't practice what I preach, but I know that what I'm preaching is the right thing. So maybe through this, we can get better ourselves. Yay. I'm looking at our notes for this, for this podcast that are highlighted. So <laughs> calling myself out there. <laughs> that was to color code though. So true. Yeah. <laughs> don't expose us that much yet. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> Again, I should preface this by saying that I did wake up for one of my classes today and I did send a little, you know, apology email for being a little tardy. Have not received a response yet, but hopefully things are fine. Um, routines are very important, as you can probably tell that I missed my routine this morning and then bad things happened. But um, I think you should be a little gentle on yourself with your routine just because, again, right now as we're recording this, it's what, February? So it's the beginning of a new semester your time schedule changes, responsibilities changes, um, extracurriculars change, a lot of things change. And sometimes your routine, you know, your routine, you make it out to be as strict as possible, but it has to be flexible to some extent, even if you do make it up, like if you make a mistake at some point. And so the basics of a routine, I would think are just wake up within a certain what, two to three hour bracket, go to sleep within a two to three hour bracket, eat lunch, eat dinner, eat breakfast, find some time to study. And that's basically the bare minimum. Also, you know, self-care, entertainment, that kind of thing. But just be gentle on yourself for that. Definitely. I, I think I second the point about being gentle. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Things are not going to be perfect. Unprecedented and times. We love to hear it. No, and even for me, we, we actually had a snow day today. 
um, because of the weather and my COVID test got canceled. And so it was like a hassle to try and reschedule my test because I need to be able to go back to my lab on Monday and everything is just going as best as possible. So definitely be, be gentle to yourself. It's not going to be perfect. And we're just doing our best to, to come through and get together there. Hope you guys learned some new information from this little episode here. We're, we're talking from our own experiences, but as always, take what works for you and figure out what's best for yourself. And we're gonna echo this sentiment a lot, but be gentle, let yourself make mistakes and do your best to learn from them and grow. And as you progress through your education, everything is going to, to start making sense, hopefully. But with that, we're going to be concluding our second episode of the Experienced AF Season 2. We hope you all enjoyed that episode. And stay tuned for the next episode, Episode 3, where we will be talking about physical health and how to maintain your health during your college life and college experience. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.